Welcome to the speech for Girl That's Me. I love my daddy so much. You too. Come join us for a speech or something else. Thank you. Are you not entertained? This shit was all I knew. You and me only. I did it all for you. Standing there, but I'm gonna need you to say something, baby. Say, say something, baby. Say something, baby. Say something. I'm gonna need you to say something, baby. I'm gonna need you to say something. Yo, 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 it's JP on the FWM podcast. Follow me, the diary of the strong black people. We here starting our season two with the California tour. I'm here with my fam, my mom. My dad and my little brother. So we definitely going to kick this season off right. Hello. What's happening? What's the deal? We are week two in California. Um, How y'all feel about having all us aboard out here in Cali? I have enjoyed you guys so much. Yeah, me too. I really enjoy having the family here. We're having a good time. So we're going to start off a little bit um, on you guys' experiences here in California. You've been here since 2014, Ma, um, you and Jalen. Um, just just a little bit about, you know, you coming from Savannah, a small city compared to California. You being in the medical field. You going to school since I was born, graduating when I was for the last time, I guess, when I was in eighth grade (laughs) and you just working, you know, the hospital hours when we was in Savannah. But then you having Jalen and flipping your your plans and just saying, you know what, my child has a talent. And I want to actually capitalize on it because you had an oldest child that had some talent. But just to see the second one (laughs) and say, you know what, I'm going to move outside of my comfort zone and actually see where this goes and you picking up and leaving. How, How was that for you? Well, first of all, having two boys, uh, when I had you, Justin, you were a talented individual when you were young, but you were a little shy. As you got older, you were able to speak up a little more and do things. So I tried to get you in a lot of little things, participate in a lot of different things in Savannah. But as you got older, you just started wanting to do more sport activities. You did play the piano, and you were very good with the piano. You had a great ear for music. And I can remember you saying, Ma, let's go. Let's go. We're going to be late. We're going to be late. Flying at the door, taking you to piano lessons. Did it for a little while, but then you started wanting to play sports. And then it was like, Mom, take your time. You don't have to rush. If we late, it's okay. It's okay if we late. And then some days you were like, Mom, we don't have to go. We don't have to go. 
So then I knew mom started wasting her money because she was like, you didn't really want to go. It wasn't interesting anymore. So when it wasn't interesting anymore, we stopped doing it. So it was just a sports thing. And working in Savannah as a nurse, it was good because going on to California when I had your brother getting older, it was a lot better because I was able to do traveling nursing. So once I was able to do that, it kind of flowed a little better as far as me moving there. But your brother was just as talented as you were when he was young as well. Jalen was not shy at all. It did not matter where he would go. He would socialize. He would talk to people. At all my sports games. All the sports games. Everyone knew Jalen. Oh, that's Justin's little brother. That's Justin's little brother. Everywhere. He wasn't afraid to speak and talk to anyone. So your brother also had an ear for music as well as you did. So it was a little easier to get him involved in uh, more activities. And it also helped with me being a nurse where I can travel, do travel and nursing. So that really helped a great deal, having that underneath my belt as well. Um, leaving, deciding to leave, I did decide to leave Georgia for a little while, only because an agent in Savannah told me that your brother needed to be in a larger market. So that was my purpose for trying, trying out uh, LA for him. So we did go for three months, which was very successful. He um, attained a manager, an agent. And what we did was we signed with them. And well, we didn't sign yet. They said, if we come back and stay for three months, they will sign him. And we did that. Dang. And it was just for three months. Y'all was able to lock that in. And three months turned into what? Six, eight years. Eight years. Eight years. But then and you moved there. You still had your, your place in Savannah. And then, you know, Rob, you ended up being able to come out here and be in the prison system. Because, you know, I, I remember before, man, I was telling a lot of my friends you was at San Quentin. And it was like, oh, man, he out there. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Then you finally told me you was. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> but you being in the federal prison, though, you know, how does that, you know, being able to see a lot of our people in there being for, you know, crimes and then you having to be able to do your job and actually still be that wrote that mentor to try to talk to the younger guys. To, you know, ask them, you know, what you're doing, man. You know, those is still things out here you can do right by, you know, having to balance that and do your job. Like, how how do you go through that? Well, um, at, at first, um, being in being in the prison system, well, the federal prison system, it was uh, kind of like a a real uh, shock. I didn't really realize that we had so many black black young brothers locked up and uh each one of them if you if if you talk to a lot of those uh young brothers uh, they all um have a similar story you know they uh 
a lot of them come from most well, but the majority of them come from uh, single parent homes. You know, they only got mom in the house, dad not around. So once they hit a certain age, and they don't have no guidance from somebody who's older and and it's gonna, you know, be one hundred with them and, and look out for them, uh, they tend to turn to uh, gangs and drugs and all this other stuff. And uh, I was just amazed. I was just amazed at uh, the, you know, there was just so many had the same the same story. They, my dad ain't in the house. You know, I, I would see my dad on the weekends or whenever he came to get me. And then you know, I got my mom, and then and then mom, you know, wasn't doing too good with with work. She, you know, we were struggling and. She was going from job to job, and then we were going from uh, one apartment to the next. Sometimes we'd get evicted, so each one had the uh, the same story. And and I just I just when I work with those guys and talk to them, you know, I try to be uh, positive, but also let them know I got a job to do. And um, I always. I was always one of the guys who tried to be fair with them, firm but fair, and let them know um, it's not the end of the world. You can get out. You can be productive in this society. But uh, the only way that's going to happen is you have to change the way you think. If you don't change the way you think, then you're subject to fall back in the same rut that you was in before and uh a lot of those guys wanted to change but they really didn't know how and then they didn't they didn't have a support system in place to help them when they get out there was always somebody uh they would get out you know somebody would be there the first few months you know to you know to welcome them home and then after that they'll fall back with the same crew they was with before and then most of them would end up right back where they started. And I would see so many of them come and go. It, it was like uh it was like seasonal. You know, when the season changed, you would see them, and then when it when it get cold, they would come in, and then when it get hot, they would go out. You know, it, it was just season, it was crazy. You know, I was always like, look, man, you have to change the way you think. And if you don't, then this will be your life. But then, you know, you being a father, three boys. Do you think about in your mind that how important the father is in the house? Oh, of course, he's very important because most um most women can't show a young man how to be a man. I mean, she can raise him, but she can't show him how to be a young man. Only a man can do that. You know what I'm saying? So that's why the, the father is very important in the household. He's very important. He teach he teaches the son respect all the way around for his mother, for his siblings. And even when he gets older, he teaches him to respect the woman in general. So it's very important for the father to be there. Oh yeah. That's and I, I try to always, you know when I'm implementing and talking about that, you know, you try not to, you don't want to sound like you're downing the women. 
Right. You know, but you want to also be real about the situation that the man is the structural part of the household. A woman is the nurturer, but the man is the structure. You know, you can, you always, always growing up, the mother always, when it was time, when you got in trouble, always said, I'm going to tell your daddy. Yeah. Yeah. You have to tell your daddy what you did. Yeah. You know, and, and the daddy always seems like he puts fear in your heart, but it's not that he's the so much the disciplinarian, it's that he is destruction. Yeah. The mother, you know, wipe your wounds, she coddle you, yeah. she gets you back up, but the father pumps you up to show you how things are done and show you the right way and teaches you. Yep. You know, the father teaches you how to fish. The father teaches you how to fix things. The father teaches you how to manage your money. The father teaches you how to make your money because he and how to when you manage your money, how to because those are steps of being a, a provider, you know, and that's a big thing that I look back on of, you know, you you raising three boys, you know, and and being in the house. You know, that that's one thing that I did learn. And then when Jalen growing up, you know, also being able to have that father, that father figure always, you know, from birth, being fortunate to have a father from birth, you know, not many, not many young boys have that. And some boys, you know, have fathers in the house, but they're just present. They're not doing much for it, you know, and you they get credit for being there. But then you wonder where well, his daddy was in the house. Why did he turn out like that? Yep. He was just present. Yep. Or he was the one that worked all the time to where the mother may not have been that stern figure to keep him in place. Yep. He was just the one making the money, paying the bill. Yep. You know, and that's one thing that we run into in society. But Jalen also, you know, before we get on to anything else, I want to, you know, see what our, what's new with you, man. Cause I know you, you won the one that actually, actually had an episode before, you know, you told everybody about what you got going on before. It's been almost, let me see, November. So it's been a couple months since, man. What you been, what's new with you? Uh, I found out today I graduated. Oh. Yes, and so I lit. I wrote that down. Congratulations. Yeah, so that's lit. Certified right. vocal professional. Certified vocal professional. <clears throat> so, uh, <laughs> uh, I just released a single called Empty. Came out like last week or the week before last. Really sick on all streaming platforms. Um, currently, I just want to find another job just in my field. I want to do something, um, you know, to show off what I learned in college um, and then get paid good for it. Um, obviously I want to continue to do acting, continue to be a musician and to better my musicianship in all areas and my acting ability. Um, I recently got back into martial arts. You know, I used to do martial arts when I was younger. Um, but now I'm doing it again. Um, at a higher level now, I have a tournament next month. Oh man. Please come back. (laughs) Please come back and see it. Uh, I'm going to be sparring and fighting some people. So, oh man. So, yeah. That's pretty much it, man. Okay, Jackie Chan. Yeah. So you gonna, so you gonna yeah. be in the motor combat tournaments? Yeah, man. <laughs> and that's that's good though, man, because that's something that you always did, you know, when you were younger. And with us having such a, a age gap, but to watch the things that you you were able to do, 
just I applaud you for the things, you know, that you do now and the things that you went through. You know, you didn't have a regular childhood. You know, you stopped going to school and middle school and you haven't really been in a classroom setting in a long time. Not only that, you graduated in COVID. Mm-hmm. You didn't get the traditional prom senior week. Which sucks. You know, like you, that, that, you know, you really pressed through a lot of things. Then, you know, trying to graduate, it's just a lot of things that you went through, man. And I applaud you because a 12 year old, 13 year old kid up to 20 years old to go through that much, man, you kind of almost like Michael Jackson, (laughs) you know, you just did not have that childhood of being able to go outside and play and having to stand out. You know, you in California, you know, everybody in school, you just sitting around just chilling yeah. online classes, you know, having casting calls, but everybody else, you got to wait for everybody else to come from school. Yeah. Like, how did you, how you, how did that make you feel going through that? Uh, because of what we lived that, um, it wasn't that big of a, it wasn't that big of an issue because a lot of people that I came in contact with were in the same position as me. So like maybe about 80% of my friends or 70% of my friends were people in the industry. So they were going through the same adjustments that I was going through. They were doing homeschool and they were doing um, the casting calls and they were all meeting each other early in the morning because we didn't really have class and stuff like that. Um, as far as my other friends, they were doing some of the same things that I was doing, but they were in school. So sometimes I envy some of them. And I know um, I had a conversation with my dad about uh, me going to school because they were able to do it. My friends were able to do it, but I wasn't. And it was only because I was busier than they were. Yeah. You know, so I didn't have as much time as they did to be able to go to school. And I didn't realize that until years later. Um, But yeah, it kind of sucked. But I mean, shoot, it was lit. (laughs) I mean, yeah, like you didn't, you didn't use to have the same childhood as everybody else. Like to not go to school, being waking up, going in a classroom, yeah. waking up at five, you know, six in the morning to be at to to beat the seven forty five bell, yeah. or to get the the ride the bus, not miss the bus after school program. Like you didn't have to do that. Like, and I look at that like, dang, would I've been able to actually do that? I don't think I would have been able to do that. I don't think not having a childhood of being able to see friends at school. I don't know how different it was with y'all, like being able to be at the clubhouse or meet up here within the complex. But like seeing your friends at school was the thing. Like, cause we grew, we weren't living in Hollywood. So that's all we knew. Growing up in a small neighborhood in the city, going to school. Hey, man, I'm see y'all at school tomorrow. You know, once we leave from going outside, I right, see y'all in the morning. Get off the bus. We running off the bus. Maybe not even going in the house first. You know what I'm saying? We outside playing for a minute, forgetting that your school closing. <laughs> it's just a lot of stuff that I I see that I did, but I see you doing it. It's like maybe I could not have seen myself doing it because I just did. Mm-hmm. You know, so you look at it, but I can't, I couldn't have done that, but it's only because you don't know because you didn't go through it. So exactly. I look at it as like, man, I applaud you because that's something that 
I can is as that was you had a lot of pressure, like a lot of pressure. Not only that, coming okay. from a smaller city, and maybe you don't know because you may have been young, but just imagine adults them going out there taking that chance on you. I think being naive and young, you don't know the pressure of if you had to come back after it failed, you wouldn't have felt failure of saying you didn't make it. It's on the adults to say, dang, they took a chance. They were, they didn't put you in the right situations because you're a child, you get a pass. I don't know. I felt like I had a lot of pressure. Like to this day, I feel like I have a lot of pressure. Because you now you're over 18. No, nah, but I mean like for the past, what, eight years, I've had a lot yeah. of pressure. I've even had conversations with mom and dad about how stressed I am mm-hmm. at 14. I'm like, I don't know, like, I got to make money. I got to get out of here. I got to do this. I got to do that. And I'm like, relax. You have so much time. And in my head, I'm like, I don't. There are people that are my friends or um, people that I've witnessed come out here at 12 and then become millionaires. And then they're set for life. And then they have generational wealth. And it's just a just a trend. You know what I'm saying? Some people doesn't happen like that. And when you're young and you see that all around you, that's well, what you assume that... Well, I was speaking on if you would have had to go back to Georgia before you were 18, going back at 16, going back, you know what I'm saying, before you graduated high school. Yeah. Now, going back now, you're 21. Yeah, you understand of success, failure, making it. But before then, it was different. But I do want to let you know, like, you you definitely, I, I take my hats off to you because you're right. Right now at 21 now and how society is now, like society puts a lot of pressure on people for no reason at all. See, it's a measuring stick of what people expect you of your time frame out here, what success looks like for them. But what does success look like for you? That's the question. You shouldn't be using other people's opinions as your measuring stick of your success. You came out here like you, it's hard for a child to do online school and and be able to have the concentration to go through it. Like you've been doing online school and you went through that. Like it's a lot of kids right now doing virtual learning and they're, and it's terrible, terrible. But you did online virtual school before it kicked off because of COVID. Just imagine now, look at your success now. So when you say of the pressure of success, you've already made it of the successful of virtual learning. Now, college virtual learning, that's just something. That's a little bit harder. I, I mean, I need yeah. to be in the classroom. I, I had 11 classes. That's like, that's what, 48 classes total? Virtual. I had like a bunch of quarters. Like that's that's yeah. great. Now, and I, I, I want to ask both of you two, like, not no. You and Raw. Now, you're in the music industry. <laughs> you had a, a good a love for music back in the day. Like the music now, then what it is, like we was talking about the, you know, being able to be charged with your lyrics because of what right. you rap about. But honestly, just looking at the type of music now, then what you grew up listening to and the way that the industry have changed, you know, with having a child 
and you being a father that's in his life all the time, like what are the things that go through your mind of keeping him in place and keeping him level-headed of not following the trend and also keeping him to know, hey, how do you feel about the way that the music industry is going now, what they're rapping about, what's the image, and how do you keep your mind intact on what you have going, what he has going on? Well, me personally, uh, the, from music, the music that I used to listen to when I was coming up, compared to now, I mean, it's, it's totally different. The music now don't have any heart. And most of these guys, these uh, rappers, you know, most of them, they rap about everything is negative. It's, it's never nothing positive. And then I got a, I got a son who's in the music industry and I'm constantly reminded of the do's and don'ts when you get into this business because this, this music business is is terrible. Just it sucks. You know, I wish I wish uh, he was in something else. I, I truly do, but that's what he chose. He got to live his life, so I support him. And uh, I try to uh, instill him, instill in him good morals and good values, so he won't uh, fall prey to some of the the uh, the temptations of being in this industry and what what these guys are willing to do to be successful, you know what I'm saying. That's why I always tell him, you know, what I'm saying you're not wanting for anything. If if it's something you need, we'll get it. So if something comes along and you really want to do it, let's let's just check it out first. Don't be so quick to jump into it. Because because a lot of these kids out here, they don't they don't have the luxury that he has of both of his parents working, so he can kind of pick and choose what he want to do. But a lot of those guys coming up don't have that luxury. They come from broken parent homes, one parent home. They don't have anything, and they trying to survive. So they fall prey to a lot of that stuff. And uh, you know, I I hope that you know. He was listening all those days I was in his ear <laughs> telling him what to do and what not to do. Because this 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 uh this music stuff is it's crazy. Let's not even I mean let's not even stop in the music. He acts too. Yeah. So look yeah. at what you see on yeah. these movies yeah. and on yeah. these shows. Yeah. You look at the Tyler Perry shows, you look at the P-Valleys, the power, what it pushed when you look at our culture of what's successful. It has to be violence, hatred, sexual, deceit, sexual. And that's if if it's not that, it's not a black film. It's not a successful black film. That's right. That's why you that's why if you look at if you look at most of the TV shows on on any just regular regular uh, TV station or networks or even like Netflix or anything like that, if you see a black show, it's gonna be uh, some drugs, some stripping, or the father's a deadbeat in the house, or you know he's in and out. 
you don't see that many positive shows like like back in the day before this Cosby stuff. Cosby, when 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 Cosby used to come on, Family Matters, yeah, it was positive. It was positive, man. Uh, working man had a wife, children. You know, they went through the everyday life. You know what I'm saying? You don't have none of that anymore. I mean, most most of these shows you have, it, you, you can see it. Everything is negative. Everything negative, negative. Then you get with the the sexual connotations of uh, I'm transgender, I'm gay, I'm this, I'm that. I'm like, man, that's a lot. That's a lot to take in. That is a, a really a lot. It's a lot. And I, and you know, I I think about it all the time when I'm like, man, I just I'm glad now. You know that the pressure is kind of off of you now because you don't have to be present so much of the decisions that he make when it comes to the things that is brought to his attention when the deals are brought to say, hey, yeah, what you think about this? Yeah. You know, just everything that he's been instilled with, you're hoping that he knows right from wrong with picking, but it is a lot of time before he turned 18, it was like, man, even just understanding parents coming from something from an area that, you know, knowing California is, you see more. There's more opportunity, the glamour, the glitz, you know, the opportunity Mm -hmm. and the fear of even the parent, you know, fear of running out of time. Yeah. And it's like, well, this is finally an opportunity. We've been out here this long. Jump on it and you run away from your morals. But then I think about, you know, my mom like, "Eh." like you said, wanting for nothing. She came out here understanding you. And that's the one thing that I can say us growing up in a different time because by the time he became 14, 15 years old, she was able to say, hey, we're going to go out there. If you find something, you find something. If not, just enjoy not having to grow up in Savannah, Georgia, in a hateful, small area where it's going to be so many people. You, You just can't trust it to where you don't know who's against you, who's going to hate you to where they're gonna you know backstab you to where just regular teenage stuff of shootings killings you know but coming in here to california and burbank in a a, a good area like you know yeah. you're a little far away from california gang activity right you yeah. know yeah. If, if if growing up from from 14 to 17 he was mostly in the complex, all the friends like right. y'all are still in the complex. Yep. Parents drop you off, but it's more of a kid friendly area yep. to where y'all going at. And I see that and I'm like, dang, you know, that is a good, you know, good way of raising a child. But to be able to have that opportunity and being able to be in that tax bracket, that is a good feeling right. to where he didn't have any pressure. Right. But, you know, I'm again, I, I just look at the things of what Hollywood bringing. It's just like, 
dang, I, I, my heart go out to y'all of just him being in that area. It's like, dang, how you even, how do you even keep yourself, your mind grounded to understand is, it's so much unmoral opportunity could come your way and they're going to put a dollar sign behind it that you have never seen yeah. a day in your life. Yeah. And for you to really say, dang, if I turn this down, depending on who this is that asks me for this, I may not get this chance again. How do you feel? How do I feel? Uh, I don't know. I talked about a lot of Prayla. I don't want to give like the the normal answer. Ah, uh, you know, I'm I'm with God. You know, God did it. I'm gonna keep it real with you. Uh, it's all about what your vision is. You know, if somebody said, hey, Jalen, I want you to do this and I want you to be a stripper. I want you to do this in this video and I'm paying you $50 million. Da, 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 da. It'll be dumb of me to not think about it. But, <laughs> but I'm going to keep it real. It'll be dumb for me not to think about it. But if that's not my vision and that's not who I am, why would I do it? And some people's eyes, it'll be like, ah, that's kind of stupid, Jalen. You can just strip in the video. You know, it's just $50 million. I don't know, not because if you really good at that stripping, <laughs> you be, you begin to be <laughs> tight-casted, too. But that's a problem. So when you become, they be like, oh, he really worked that, that stripper scene. Yeah. Now, you put that on your resume. <laughs> no, and now they're like, hold on, who's that guy that was that? Jalen, yeah, he was a good stripper. Oh, that nah. Now you get all the calls oh, nah. from being a stripper. I know, but that's another thing. It's all about what you want to brand yourself at. Yeah. If I don't want to be a thug, I'm not going to audition for no thug. Yeah. Period. If I don't want to be a lawyer, why am I going to continue to audition for a lawyer? You know what I'm saying? It's all about what you want your image to be because that's how you're going to be portrayed potentially the rest of your life. Especially, especially being a black actor. Yeah. yeah. So they want to put you in a box anyway. So you have to be careful what what you choose. Yeah. So I say, you know, being strong in your faith, it's a given, obviously. Um, but just simply knowing who you are, um, what you're going to take a chance on, which or not, what your boundaries are. Um, because I've had opportunities to do um gay projects. Oh, Nothing shit. against the LGBTQ community. I definitely support you guys. I'm an ally, but that's not who I am. You know, and I had to tell my agents and my cast directors and everybody, I had to say, hey, this is not something that I feel comfortable doing. Nothing against you guys, but I don't want to go out for these roles. I don't feel comfortable kissing somebody of the same sex as me. I, I just don't. And they're like, well, okay, cool. And they stopped sending me out on those. But you have to be able to communicate those things. You have to know who you are. And the way you communicate that. Mm -hmm. And the way you communicate is very important because... Right now, in this day and age, that's another thing, you know, of being when if you disagree with something, it's viewed as you're anti that. Yep, that's right. You can't even disagree with it without being anti. It's like, can I not? It's always have to be yes for you to think that I'm not anti something. I just got to get canceled. Yeah. yeah, like I gotta just say yes. Like I can't, you can't even say no comment. Like if they yep. push that question to you, yep. you if when if they come to you with that question, yeah, you're on the hot seat. Cause it's like if you say no, like and then that's the thing. 
when you just had to, why do we have to give a disclaimer and say, it's nothing against you. You are my ally. You are the, uh-huh. instead of just saying, hey, that's not my cup of tea. Exactly. It's, it's not my cup of tea. Like, I, you don't, like, you have casting calls. People, it, 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 in your resume, and where you send out, does it say open for that? No. Like, okay. Like, they say, they have casting calls on the internet that say, we are calling out for mm-hmm. same-sex cup, you know, same-sex roles. So whoever call out for that, go get them. Whoever is answering that, go with them. Yeah. But, you know, it's crazy that they want the straight people to do those roles. Mm-hmm. They're not mm-hmm. saying, if you're gay, if you like this kind of stuff, if you're interested, come on, audition. No. They want to send all the straight guys and they portray to be gay, the gay character. My thing is this. Why does it have to be someone who portrays it, portray it, and not the ones who is in their field? Exactly. Why do you why do you have to go find somebody to fake something? Yes. Well, when they first started doing it, it was because the LGBT community wasn't that popular. When I was getting those auditions, I was like 14, 15, 16. And they wanted to be one of those kids that grew up playing with dolls, wearing the little skirt, stuff like that. And then I got up, got a little bit older, and then started exploring. That's what they wanted. And that's what they were pushing when we were younger because that's all that was on TV. Netflix, you've seen a little kid growing up part of the LGBTQ community. You see another little kid growing up part of the LGBTQ community. You know what I'm saying? That's what they were casting for. But that's what I was going out for. So I was like, I don't want to do this. That goes again to me saying you you want the other people. So that goes back to you being something that you're not. So you want someone to you fight so hard for somebody to be trans. Mm -hmm. Now we're arguing that, no, they're that sex. But you have people who really Mm -hmm. fit that bill, but you want to push somebody who wants to fantasize and be that and it's not real. When you have people like that who live that life, who have been living that life from little kids. Mm -hmm. You have people who grew up you know always in the closet, afraid to do it, to come out. You You want those people to be in the closet but you want the fake people to scream out loud about it. And that's so embarrassing and that's so offensive to the ones who fight that fight for real. Mm-hmm. You want people that's faking it to advocate for them and be and the spokespeople for it. But you have real people out here yep. that's doing that and you tell them, nah, nah, we don't need you. We want to get the, the Santa Claus. Uh-huh. The, the, the figure that's not real. And, you know, that's why I say, man, I I really, that's something that I always thought about when you were younger. It's like, man, please just, I just wanted everybody's head to be on the straight and narrow when it came to that, because it's like understanding that, yeah, it's been a minute since we wanted for anything, you know, but then coming to see the tax bracket difference. 
out yeah, here exactly. from Georgia. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, dang, you know, but then COVID came, inflation is here. So it's like, now it doesn't, you know, it doesn't really seem like the same how it was when you first came out here and seen the money difference. Now it's like, okay, now this is getting real expensive here. Yeah. It you know, things yeah. have really changed since COVID. Definitely. A big change since COVID. And just the mindset of understanding, like, you've been here before. So the restart of now, and I don't know if you ever really thought of it like this, but the mental restart of you're basically really in a mindset of how you was when you first got out here. It's very expensive. Trying to figure it out. Everything is tight because you're just getting here. It's all of it is just a restart. So how did you make it out the first time? Oh, plenty of prayer. So, plenty of prayer. <laughs> so it's like, you know, you made it out one time. Yeah. It took time. Definitely took time. So it's like, okay, but in your mind, mm-hmm. do you run into the, again, the mindset of the timetable or that time is like, oh man, boy, how much more long is this going to be like this? Because it's getting, I've been out here this long and I, I came up, now I'm dropping back down again. Like, hey, now, nah, I should have been smooth sailing by now. Well, you know what? It's, I must say, since COVID, which has been going on for what, two years now, we have truly been blessed, Robert and I, because we continue to work yeah, through we the didn't pandemic. Stop. We never stopped working never through stopped. the pandemic. So the income never stopped coming yeah. in. Yeah. So that alone was a blessing. Yeah. Since we've been in COVID, our rent has not gone up. <laughs> so that has been a blessing. We just signed a new lease. Uh, June 30th. Still the same thing. Has not changed. Again, has not changed. So that alone has been a blessing. Um, far as gas right now is ridiculous. Yeah. Gas has really jumped up. Uh, food prices have really jumped up. All of these things have jumped up since COVID. You know, but it's not as bad. Like I said, it's not that bad for us only because we worked through the whole pandemic. So it wasn't we lost money or anything like that. We still had an income. We still was able to put money away. I know for some people, COVID was horrible. Yep. But for many, it was a blessing. Yeah, It was a blessing in disguise because a lot of people were able to do a whole bunch of things they were never able to do. They were forced to try to think outside the box. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And a lot of the creative people did not know they had that creativity learn to be creative. They found it. Yep. You know, like, oh, I never knew I can do something like this. Yeah. And made it started making money. Like, people just making money like crazy just over yeah. the internet. Yeah. You know, they created juices just started flowing. And still people's stuff, uh, creative juices are still flowing. A lot of people still haven't gone back to work. Yeah. People are still working from home and doing something completely different. Yep. I mean, TikTok, 
yeah. podcasting, yeah. you know, just just the the social media presence of people yep. has gone up. But then I look at just people knowing that social media has gotten people paid. Mm-hmm. When you look at it now, you realize people are just posting anything now yeah. anything. just yep. to get. And it's just like you notice what gets the views is everything that's controversial and things that is negative towards each other. Or funny. Or stupid. Definitely. Stupid things. It ain't over the top. If it's over the top, you'll get a a lot of views. You'll see it. But it's over the top making yourself look dumb, Mm -hmm. uneducated, fighting, or having a beef between each other. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or bringing each other down some type of controversy of, you know, a comparison of who's the greatest, who's better, this, that, and the other. Now, if you look at through the comments, you know, it's it's always people just debating all day long. Just a debate. Everybody has to see, everybody got to look and everybody got to be the smartest one in the room. Everybody, somebody has to sound the smartest on their take. Mm -hmm. Somebody, and then some people, for them to get their point across, you realize people just have communication issues. You know, they talk bad to, you know, towards each other. They get very foul at the mouth. They talk about each other. They call you names, call you out your name, you know, Mm -hmm. derogatory, you know, stuff towards you. And it's like, dang, do we have to talk like that? Exactly. That's crazy. But, you know, that's why I say, man, you know, I really, really, I definitely applaud all you guys, you know, for being out here and, and staying strong, man. And, you know, I, I definitely, it's been sometimes like, even when you first got out here, me coming and visiting, it's like me not really having a mindset of knowing exactly what it is that I really wanted to do, you know, and knowing that, I've always had time to be able to come out, but it's like, you know, coming out in California, did I have something that me coming out here was worth promoting or I didn't have anything of, cause being social here is pushing something, pushing some type of elevation and wanting to have to elevate yourself on what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And I just really didn't have anything. And then back a couple of years ago, Jalen was under the age of 18. Mm-hmm. So it's me by myself. Like it's nobody else here that I can hang out with. Mm-hmm. So it's like, dang, what am I going to do here? Well, I just might as well just take advantage of a vacation, lay around, <laughs> chill, be lazy, you know, but I can honestly say this go round this time here is like, I really, really have been out talking to a lot of people, like a lot of people. Like me and Jalen was in the gym earlier. Like I left him and I did think he went to looking for me. He was like, oh, yeah, I'm about to go back. And I was like, yeah, man, go ahead. I'm handling some business. <laughs> you know, it's like just random people having a conversation. Like I've all, I've had plenty of conversations with a lot of people, hours of conversations. And they're like, dang, so you got a podcast? Uh, yeah, like, what is it? You know, I've never really, in Georgia, 
you know, I've never really had so many people interested in the first thing they say, what's your Instagram? Mm -hmm. What's your Instagram? Yep. You know, you. oh, what's your, what's your handle? Oh, mm -hmm. you know, you got a podcast? What is it? Like they ask me right then and there, they mm -hmm. pull it up. Now, do they listen to it when we leave? Who knows? But they show interest enough right then and there to pull it up and at least follow me on Instagram. Like, it's been a lot. Like, I've definitely jumped up a couple followers since I got here. That's good. And a lot of different listens on it. And then I have a lot of people who are interested in doing it. Now, they may say that. You know, are they going to do it? Who knows? I mean, but at the end of the day, it's all about networking. If it happens, it happens. If it don't, it don't. But, you know, who knows? The, it's a numbers game. Yeah. you know you get out there and the more people you talk to it's just like practice you know you yeah. talk to them and if it don't happen it don't happen but you're getting used to talking to more and more people over and over and over again now you have find something else to talk about mm -hmm. and I, that's one thing I can say and being able to have you know the kids to be able to have fun like I really I really appreciate having them here with y'all and to know that I can still do that and not have to worry about the kids doing, Hey man, I got to make sure I do this in a certain amount of time before, you know, I got to go back to the house and, you know, but they're, they're well taken care of while I'm out networking. And that's one thing. And this is the one time I've only been able to come longer than a week. I realize it's nothing I can do in a week. Nah, not much. Mm -mm. I got here Tuesday. So usually, usually that means I would be leaving again yesterday. Mm -hmm. I did a lot within that week, but just imagine like it's really, I couldn't, and, and just to know I have another couple more, a lot more days left. It's like, dang. I got plenty. I was able to rest one week and say, okay, now we're going to push the business this week. So I definitely appreciate that. And I appreciate you guys definitely, you know, being able to kick my, my season off with a round table with, with, with the family. I definitely appreciate that because we were supposed to do this for Thanksgiving, <laughs> you know, but what better way to do it to kick off my new season? Like yeah. this is wonderful. Um, Jalen, you can give them, you know, the information again on everything uh, that you got new to follow you. Follow, give them your tag again. For sure. Uh, my, all of my socials is official. J-A-L-E-N-P-A-R-K-E-R. -E -E um, my new single, Empty, is out and available everywhere. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much it. Really quick. Really quick summary. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> um, <laughs> and everybody in the... LA, California area. You know, we are now, even when I do leave, we're going to be going into the virtual to where, you know, not having to always be in person mm -hmm. to do the interviews and stuff like that and the collaborations. And I will definitely, now that I see things going on, I guess I'm going to have to dig in the bank a little bit and start traveling a little more back and forth here. You know, that's what I worked hard for to get to this point to where I don't have to really worry about having to say, Hey, not to put in PTO. 
you know, like to just be able to freely just move, like it's the best feeling to ever have. And just to know, like having guidance of, of family and parents that showed me that, like to just show you, Hey, I got you. And, and the beautiful thing is to know that you guys know that I would never take advantage of a situation and just leech. You know, that's one thing that I, I pride myself on of always young, you know, early in the days, you, you need help. Nah, I got it. I'm going to figure it out, figure it out, figure it out. You know, and a lot of people just, you know, I remember you saying a lot of times in the beginning, like, you know, a lot of things I chose. You know, because I could have went to school. I could have, as long as I would have made good grades in college, I would have been straight. But it's a lot of personal and things that you have to go through with trial and error. And yep. to understand uh, getting it done on your own and having gone through those mistakes on your own, you you appreciate it more like, yeah, I, you know, wasted some college money. Definitely did. But I should have never been there from the jump anyway. But to understand that my grind was always there, I should have a product of your environment. If you don't have anybody to teach you that or to, you know, we were pushed colleges the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Yep. You know, I could have gotten a trade. I could have gotten my CDL as soon as I turned 21. Instead of saying going into the military when I turned 21, could have got my CDLs at 21. You know, that could have been my military. That could have been my thing at 21 to get myself together. Mm-hmm. But I, I definitely appreciate that. Uh, y'all got anything y'all got to close out with? I just want to say thank you for having us. It has been a pleasure being on your podcast. And it has been an amazing, amazing week with you and the kids. We have truly enjoyed you. Still got more time left. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Still got more time left. I'm excited. The tour has just begun. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, just to let you know, man, we we, we proud of you. You know what I'm saying? What, whatever, uh, you know, roads you had to take to get here, you know what I'm saying? We proud of you. And we're going to be That's here nice. for you. From, from, you know, whenever you need us, we're going to be here. And if you want to move out here, come on down. Come on down. Hey, man. Podcast blow up like it's doing. Come on down. Hey, man. We still got a little bit left in 2022, man. Let me, let me see. Let me see what's going on, man. Um, I guess we're going to have to, because like I said, the virtual learning is, is kicking up. So, you know, the kids will be able to do their work online, you know. So, one thing about it, it's a lot of things that I've been considering and thinking. It's going to be some moves that I'm definitely, I'm putting together. So it's, it's coming, you know, but this trip was planned for this right here, for this to happen, for me to get it all together and to start my process of getting everything in line because going into 2023, yeah, it's going to be a lot of things different. It's going to be a lot of things changed. And I definitely appreciate you guys having us and you being on the on the show. 
And guys, is with JP and the family on the California tour on the FWM podcast. Find with me. Cause I'm